Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joser Jr., and with me is my co-host, Ryan Greening. How's it going today, Ryan? What is up, Joseph? Nothing, nothing. Um, you had a... Oh, nothing? We're, we're, not, we're not just doing a show? Yeah. Cool. Well, I uh, just got home from... So this is me just home from work, scatterbrain, all that. Usually I sit and do nothing for like... 20 30 minutes but it's like ah hell you gotta watch supercross i have to go lift some heavy shit here soon appreciate you being flexible for me we were supposed to record last night and i wasn't in the right frame of mind correct yeah yep so anyway so we're gonna do our beginners segment which is now called what ryan it's the driver's meeting. The driver's meeting and the driver's meeting and our overall sponsor right now is Blooming Prairie RC Park. They're located in Blooming Prairie, Minnesota. They have a covered driver's stand, which, believe me, in a half-hour main is very nice. They have rental transponders, but they're working on getting a MyLap system. They have um, car rental rentals so if you're interested but you know you're not sure if you want to take the plunge into let's say an off-road vehicle or let's say you listen to this and you're not a you don't have an rc car yet he's got something for you to rent um they're having a can uh cancer benefit race september 11th um and yeah overall great family the Schumacher family runs that place, and it's a great place to go and have a great day of racing. They race every Saturday from when the snow melts to the snow flies. That's all I have on them. Right and on. They Thank also, you very much to the Blooming Prairie RC Park. We appreciate you getting on and sponsoring the podcast and right. helping us make this thing keep rolling. Yeah, they have also renewed with us, which is awesome beauty yeah love it so beginner segment and we touched a little bit on this before but i ain't go there's so this week's beginner segment is about steering endpoints but on a different thing because we've touched on steering endpoints before but now this is steering endpoints to where i've seen this happen before that the servo has too much throw in it and it flex, flexes the steering rack, and it pops your servos. So what you do is you turn down your endpoint or your dual rate. You turn your wheels all the way to one side, and you turn it down until you know you see the wheel move that one click. You know what I mean? So you're taking all of the pressure off of that steering rack and all of the extra pressure off of the servo. You'll save yourself a ton of servos and a couple of steering rack parts and your car will steer correctly because when you're over flexing the steering rack like that you're screwing stuff up you know what i mean absolutely and there's more than one way to skin that cat how i go about it is before i ever even uh energize the servo i put the epa for the steering down to uh 50 percent yeah no that's a great way I go in the opposite direction. I turn it up until I get to the end, and then I, I, and this is a risk that I personally take. I don't actually endorse it. I get it to go just a hair past. Okay. 
Yeah. So, uh, so there's uh, just so you can see like just a micro millimeter. I don't even know if that's a thing no, of didn't. flex. Sure. In that in that steering system, but it, I also I spend a lot of money on servos. Yeah. So. And the thing about it is, I've seen it where if you turn it on with everything at a hundred or hundred and fifty, wherever your stuff is set at automatically, you'll be a good. 15 to 20 clicks too far yep a lot of times yeah and i always end up turning down my dual rate throughout the day too it depends and it depends on the the servo horn that you're using if you're being cheap and you use one that is isn't exactly designed for that car it could be more or less than what you're looking for so you really got to watch out the very first time there's no need to put your car to full throw do it slowly watch it happen and as you're seeing it come to the end there and some bind yep. starting to ramp up, then take it off, get into the settings and start turning it down. Right. So should we get into questions right now or do you want to do anything else? Or No, that's that's all I had for the driver's meeting. Uh, the next section that we've got, uh, we're calling it tech inspection. Yep. That's our question segment. And uh, I'll let you... Start rolling on that, and we're going to bring on a mystery guest. All right. Well, our first question is from Aiden Burke of the Extra Lap RC Podcast. He's got the coolest voice in all of the RC podcasts. Hello. Hey. Hey, we've got Connor Ehlers with us. Connor Ehlers. Connor, we'll get through this first question, and then uh, we'll talk to you a little bit. Sounds good. I'll be here. Aiden is wondering, is the AE versus TLR rivalry real, and should Fenn be looking for revenge? Um, I think driver rivalry is a real thing. So I don't think – I think ever since Gil Sr. sold TLR to Horizon in 2000, I think the rivalry died with that because TLR started with the rivalry with associated something about um god so they were supposed to do something with associated or vice versa and it never came to fruition and somehow gill senior got screwed and that's how team lozy racing got started sure um yeah definitely existed back then i think for any rivalry to exist uh more than one side needs to win all the time. It's like saying that there is currently a rivalry between Mercedes and Ferrari in Formula One, and that is not the case. No. Because one brand is winning all the races and another brand is not. Well, TLR, and you know, Fed does win. In order to call win. that a rivalry, TLR drivers would be needing to do better on the world stage. Right. Fen does win here or there. And as for the getting revenge deal... You know, I'll tell you what, only Fend and Rifkin know what really happened there. I'm guessing that uh, deal on the straightaway, if you saw it, I'm... People don't know what you're talking about. So what happened was Fend, at the CRCRCRCRCRC race, um, Fend was going on the inside of a two-wheel drive mod buggy race got on the inside. Spencer went to block, but he blocked too late and put Fenn into a tube on the straightaway. Hmm. So, yeah. 
That Personally, uh, I, I actually watched that quite a bit and studied a little bit. I mean, I was uh, at Sean's house after, or, well, he, I was picking up a stadium truck that he had built for me for the weekend, and we were discussing that. And to us, it kind of looked like a, more of a defensive move where it looked like he was trying to choke up earlier to get Fenn to go flipping. Right. Well, yeah, like I said, it's almost like it was too late, but Spencer... Like a break check. Yeah. Spencer... That's what it looked like to me. Yeah. Spencer also has... Which is a shit move. Yeah. Spencer also has that reputation. But what it was a, a shit move. However, it was kind of a bad spot to try to make a move like that if you're Fend. Like, True. It's a very high-speed section of the track. True. So do you think they kind of offset each other then? I think it's like kind of should be no harm, no foul. Yeah. Look at that. One thing nobody's noticing, that was Mod Buggy. Look at the power in comparison between the two buggies. He shouldn't have gotten that kind of a run on him. Fend has some serious power in his buggy in comparison to Rivkin. That could be sure. that Trinity versus Reedy deal. Yeah, I didn't even know that that's where this all came from. I thought it was maybe something from uh, the Southern Indoor Championship because I did not pay attention to what happened at CRCRC at all. I, I did because Kyle Holmberg was there and Seth was there. So I yeah. kind of watched did, a little bit. Did Kyle bit. end up winning any classes? Because I did tell him he was going to come on the podcast eventually. Thir- he did. 13-5 truck. He won it? Yeah. Kyle, we owe you a spot. I'm, I might even try to get you on this one. So yeah. you, you can't hear this because this is going to be... <laughs> <laughs> this is not live. Past, but yeah. So anyway, I have uh, we brought Connor on just for a little bit. You and I and Connor, we just got back from the Sub-Zero Challenge yep. at the 510 Raceway in Foley, Minnesota. It's my favorite 110 scale race of the year in our region. Uh, it's a two-day event. Four rounds qualifying, triple A mains if you make them. Uh, there's a lot of frustration usually involved. There's a lot of fun. And the track was kick-ass this year. And both Connor and I and you had some fun and a lot of frustration. So we're <laughs> going to start with Connor. Connor, yep. how was your weekend? Uh, it's funny. I was telling you earlier that all the frustration and like negativity that I feel at the racetrack, all that just goes away for me. Almost immediately after I leave the place, I just forget all about all the bad things. And I think, man, that was a lot of fun. So luckily for me, I I have a poor memory with that. But uh, there's definitely some serious moments of of anger on the driver's stand. And not just for Joel, who I'm sure we'll talk about later, or myself, or you. Uh, I think the only guy that I noticed never really got mad was Chris. (laughs) Chris Krzmarzik or Chris... Because okay. Marzik never seemed to really care either way. So <laughs> he's just enjoying being a dude with a yeah. with a creepy mustache. Yeah. I do love that mustache. I do not. If but I, I'm glad he likes it. I, I always threaten the wife if I shave my beard around the mustache, I, I literally have a handlebar mustache. I, I always threaten the wife I'm gonna shave everything except that. <laughs> I, did, I know that almost it's nobody appreciates look. it because I do it once in a while because it's so easy and fun, and she's never impressed. She ever. she's looking in at me right now, shaking her head because her office is right next to my RC room. As she should be. <laughs> hey, shout out to your wife for coming out and taking pictures and stuff. That was cool. Yeah, she did. Yeah, awesome, cool. Uh Connor, what was your lowest point of the weekend? Uh, my. First two wheel mod race. 
the uh, qualifier? A1. A1. Okay, A1. Yeah, sorry. On Sunday, first one. Um, just didn't feel the car. It wasn't good for me at all. And it came around in spurts, but for the most part, I just felt wildly uncomfortable. Sure. But that is to be expected with a guy that races oh so rarely. So I, I do need to take that uh, into account and maybe step it up a little bit and race some more. Man, you really take inventory of yourself between the time right after a race and now. Because if I asked you this question when we were leaving the building, you would have had a 30-minute explanation for me of all the things you hated. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that's accurate. What? Uh, uh, yeah, what was I'm your, not going to lie. What was your highlight, though? Uh, you know, you're probably not going to like the answer, but Supercross. <laughs> um, watching <laughs> well, we Supercross were watching it was together, pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. But uh, just in general, I think getting a stadium truck again, um, that was really cool. I really missed that class. I know a lot of people hate it. Um, you were a huge hater of it for quite a while. Yep. But to me, that class is just super rad. It's super fun to drive. It's it it's is. really just easy. It's cheap. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know why it's not more popular. I wish we would have worked on ours a little more because ours <laughs> were so far off of juniors that it's not even funny. True. Yeah. And that, junior stadium truck was lights out. He just I it, drove it, like had shit. the unfortunate of being driven by a retard. That's right. <laughs> um, how was your weekend, Joe? Terrible. Um, yeah, we know. <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I, I've laid this out in my head. Things built up throughout the whole day. Um, before racing started, I'm like, am I going to run two classes or three? And like an idiot, I ran three. Yeah. You got advice from a lot of people that you probably shouldn't. I got to stop you for a quick second. Yep. And since we're in the, uh, the tech inspection question segment of the show, there is a question from Connor. Yep. And it's, it's directed probably at you. No, it is. Yep. What is it? Ah, I got to pull it up. I wasn't even prepared. There's... Do you remember the phrasing, Connor? I he goes, actually, if I'm honest. We're in the question segment. He goes, Joe, Joe on the, the juice. He goes, Joe it's on Joe the on juice. The juice. Yeah. I was steaming Saturday, and I, I was legitimate. Let's dig into it. Okay. Most things I can forget, but what happened in round two during that mini truggy race, I did not get over until about yesterday. But anyways, let's start out with it. So, Joe 3 broke an A-arm before racing. No biggie. Quick fix. Round 1, the heats didn't match a heat sheet, and we were basically back to back to back. Basically. And computer glitches happened, and Chris fixed it, and it was great. Well, during the break, I noticed that my steering rack on my truck was crooked. I'm like, what the hell? So what happened? What happens often with the six series of associated vehicles was the screw on the bell crank broke. So I had to totally tear that apart, replace the ball stud carrier in the front because it's all one piece. And then, okay, round two, ready for that. Make it in, just under the wire. You know, Joe 3, he's driving Good. I'm nothing wrong with him for the rest of the day. He did awesome. He actually helped me out by cleaning my tires after a couple of races. Mod buggy, I just drove like crap. My car was great, but I had the wrong... I don't like gold compound tires at the 510. I prefer silver. I had golds on, and it was loose. 
Um, mini truggy happens. I'm in the lead. I take a different line through the t- triple than Ryan. Ryan hits me and he waits like you should. And I didn't even want him to wait. I told him to go and he goes, nope. So we get going again. And then Ryan takes off, and then I'm making my way through the field. I pass, I make a move on somebody who will remain nameless. And they intentionally hit me, intentionally take me out, and smirked about it and kept driving. I forgot all about this. And that is what stuck with me the rest of the day. And that made everything else that happened in round three that much worse. Then round three happened, um, and it wasn't Kazmarzik's fault, but Kazmarzik jumped a lane, did a head-on with me, and broke a shock tower on my B6.2, a front shock tower. I've never seen that happen, let alone have that happen. And that was just it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it was shit piled on shit piled on shit. So Keep going. Reiter- I gotta step away real quick. Just yeah. to reiterate, you're not on the juice. You just had a rough day. I can't, <laughs> I would love to be on the juice, Connor. I cannot afford the juice. The juice. I, I gotta tell you, I think I need the juice. The juice. I ju- think that would really be good for my program. Dude, the juice costs two thousand dollars a month. Ooh. Yeah, that's more than that's my. That's crazy. That's double my mortgage. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Yeah. No, I, I totally understand. I had an incident like that uh, at the toy box a few weeks back on a Wednesday, and yeah. I had the same I had an incident with the same guy probably three times, and finally by the main, things kind of boiled over, and yeah. things went bad, and I was out of there. I mean, I was out of there. I was in my truck and driving on the road before that main was over, and I I felt really bad about the way I acted, but it just yep. like, things just keep building, and all of a sudden you're like, I can't take this anymore. This toy car racing shouldn't even make me this mad. Right. See, the thing about that is I used to act like that all the time, and I felt really bad because I haven't acted yep. like that in a long, long, long time. Yep. But, dude, all that, I mean, that intentional deal just kind of. Well, and, you know, for me, I it's, every time you and I race at the five, we end up sitting, standing right next to each other on yep. the stand no matter what. Yeah. So I do – I do see it here and there, but I mean, you definitely have never been that angry before. Oh, so. but I'm usually mad at myself. I go, God damn it. After yep, I yep. crash. Yep. That is true. You're usually more frustrated with yourself. So yeah. And, and, and I want to I put it out there that literally every one of us needs to clean up their language on the driver's 100%. stand. I know yep, we all need to grow up. Yeah. Unacceptable. And, and yep. I've been really good for a real long time. And then that just, yeah, I'm not. And well, all it takes is one, right? Yeah. I've never been great at it, and I I actively want to go to the track next time and be conscious of it and yeah. do better. Yep. Joe, so. Joe 3 and I, right after that, went to Thunder Road to get parts for my cars, and I spent all Saturday night fixing my vehicles. Yeah, I, what was the deal with that? What was the, the compulsion compulsion to do that? in that on that day in that time frame anger wrenching that's just sure the best way okay. i can describe it so I, was it an outlet for you or kind of and like, it, why didn't you go hit the heavy bag or because something? i don't have it i mean i don't have one in the one everything i use oh. is at the gym oh okay so okay. that's why i got kind of a hard out at 425 because i take joe three to jujitsu and while he's doing jujitsu i'm in the back lifting 
Okay. Uh, so yeah, we wanted to bring Connor on to talk about the weekend. Uh, Connor, we we did have some fun racing each other. Uh, totally. Is that, is that accurate? Um, okay. Oh yeah, I absolutely love racing with you guys for sure. The it, it is tough though. Even on Saturday, I mean, when it's basically just four of us, it still gets a little irritating when it's just the four uh, four people that are friends yeah. racing because it is really hard to race clean with friends for a long time. It is. I mean, Connor, I took you I took you out in a race. I don't remember if it's buggy or truck. Yeah, I forgot about it so quickly. I, yeah. I, I remember it happening, and I was like, whatever. Well, this, is, this is to be expected. We, we like, took different lines into the triple. You straight up said, I'm not going to triple. Oh, that's right. And I, I thought it was just for that lap. So, oh, no, I meant the whole race. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah I, I, neither I, one of us could get it. I could get it nice with my truck two out of three times, but the third time I'd either case or I'd spin out at the end of it. Now, my yep. mini truggy was sweet. I'd land it. Oh, yeah. I was able to hit the brakes, and the thing would just and get through the corner real nice. Those mini right. truggies loved that jump. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, no, so it's funny. a wonderful layout by Chris. It was designed by Kyle Holmberg. Yep. No, I, I thought the layout was awesome. Everything about it was cool. The, I mean, that triple, it was that was the only thing. If you decided to, to triple it, you had to go out to that corner, and if somebody wanted to cut under you, that's the way it was. And it's tough to, when you're committed to doing it, it's tough to let off. Right. So a right. lot of cars ended up launching off other cars on that lip. So Sure. S- since this is the tech inspection questions segment, Connor, I'd be – a little remiss if I didn't ask you some super cross questions since oh, we yeah. have you on. Uh, we're recording this during qualifying for Houston 2, the second super cross of the season. Who do you got top three both classes tonight? Why you got to put that on me, man? That's too hard. <laughs> um, Let's hear it. I, I really like Ken Roxon's speed, so I believe it'll be him and Barsha 1 and 2 again for some reason. And I, uh, as much as it pains me to say it, I feel like Zach Osborne's going to have a re- really good rebound and podium tonight beauty um 250 class i, I think christian's probably gonna go one two and three if i had to guess so <laughs> <laughs> i I am, uh, i'm not the biggest christian craig fan uh he definitely bothers me but uh that's okay i'm i'm, I'm gonna get over that but I, I definitely think he is going fast right now and he'll be tough for forkner to beat if forkner can't figure out a start so i mean it's it's hard to see a podium finish that looks any different unless rj decides to not crash I'm not going to get over my disdain for Christian and Craig, but that's the way that I am. Uh, Connor, thank you very much. Connor is the uh, owner, CEO, president, uh, janitor, accountant for Duluth Crane. So uh, for any of your truss swinging, rooftop units, whatever you need out of the best goddamn boom truck operator in the state, Connor Ehlers is your man. Connor, thank you for coming on. Yeah, Connor, thanks, thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right, we'll talk to you later. All right, and we're back. All right, let's go through some more questions. That's always fun having Connor on, man. Absolutely. I don't even care that people think I'm biased because he's my, he's my best RC racing friend. So well, yeah, obviously he, I'm going to talk about him every time. Yeah, He's one of the easiest guys to get along with. He's one of those guys you can disagree with but not have a knockdown, drag out kind of argument. No doubt. No doubt. All right. No, we answered Aiden's question. Rex Welch was wondering, how many rounds will Tim Smith make it at the King of the Streets race? Well, he'll either... See, with Tim Smith and drag racing, he'll either be 
out in the first round, or he'll win the whole damn thing. That's that um, drag race that has like a up to twenty five thousand dollars for the winner. That's awesome. And what's funny is he he has a Kia Soul with a bunch of mon- miles on it. He goes, "I'm just gonna buy a brand new Kia Soul on my way home." <laughs> I'm I'm opening up a package from Beach RC right now. Right, what are you they got? Gi- they give you kick-ass, already cut out, you know, laser cut out decals. Yep. They, I, I just pulled out some candy. What kind? That was in the package too. Is a sour punch. Nice. It's like a Twizzlers. It's fucking rad. And um, yeah, Beach RC is the shit. It's kind of a clunky site to poke around on. But I got a tip from Chris Kazmarzik. He said, yeah, just go look up your parts on A-Main. And buy them from Beach RC. And yep. that is what I do when I can now. Yeah. I, when I, when I, and I if stress it's in this, stock. If I can't find it at uh, Dollar Hobbies yeah. or one of the hubs or RC Car Kings, right. I don't buy all my parts at local brick and mortar, but I do try my best. Well, I just went to Thunder Road and got some, uh, some parts that they had that I needed, which was awesome. And I got a motor from them. Kick ass. Yeah. I'm, I just, I'm, I needed a motor for Omaha, so I got a 6.0. I'm too big of a pussy to straight up go 5.5. Five. 6.0 for what? My mini truggy. You already had one of those. What happened to the other one? Well, it's older. And last summer in Duluth, it caught a little teeny tiny pebble, and it put a groove in the rotor. It still works, and it's still quick, but I just don't trust it after that. Sure. Um, yeah, I, well, I don't know anything about the kits that you run. Technos are, you know, traditionally beefier yeah. than everything else in their class. And that's why I think a five, five work would work phenomenal. I have a six, five and I have to boost it to yeah. be happy. Well, so. also think about the, I mean, there's gotta be some power loss with the 32 pitch gears. There has to be. Cause I'm running 48. It's just always because i remember back in the 80s that was one of the big upgrades you did to the rc10 you went from 32 to 48 pitch so kyle quast is wondering is the minnesota rc schedule uh, mnrc schedule out yet we are so close to finalizing it kyle and we'll just put that in the pile about the mnrc if there's a different mnrc question we'll get to it um jeremy oldham is wondering does ryan still have all of his fingers after marshalling for that sportsman class must have been a rough one we well it was i think i have marshaled sportsman races or spec buggy races all weekend it was it kept me on my toes um inadvertently i kept going to spots that were a lot of work yep and um I definitely got, I had my work cut out for me. I did make a few bad marshals throughout the weekend, which kind of hurts my pride because I usually try to marshal pretty well. I don't try to go 110 miles an hour anymore like you do. And um, I just try to be calm, cool, collective. And another thing that I try to do is I try to sort out in my head real quick that if somebody caused it and they were kind of an asshole, I try to make sure that's the last car that I let go. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh. But you should not do that. You should just try to get all the cars going back as fast as you can. Well, and that's the thing. Sometimes you just have bad luck in racing, and that's part of it. Yeah. 
Um, when I'm marshalling, people comment, I'm like, I dude, I marshal how I want to be marshaled and I'm physically able to move how I'm able to move, but I have to be careful because I slipped on the sauce patch and also that corner I was marshalling in was getting greasy throughout the day from condensation. So marshal to the best of your abilities safely. Uh, Dale Reek. He goes, was great having both of you at the 510 for the Sub-Zero. Congrats, Ryan, on your podiums. Now, on to my question. It is more of a beginner question. In your opinions, what are the three top features to look for in radio and receivers from an upgrade to RTR? I'm going to hit number one. You can hit number two, and then we'll figure out number three. Number one, feel. Go around and feel other people's radios to see what feels right in your hand. It's a big investment that you're going to have for a while. Make sure it feels good. What do you think, Ryan? Uh, mine would go towards outdoor racing and longer mains. Uh, I can't deal with the heavy ones. So my number one is also feel. That's the first thing I would ever say. That is why I have an M17. I don't have it because I need the crazy ridiculous features that I don't even understand. <laughs> it literally feels the best in my hand out of any radio on the market currently. Yep. yep. But aside from that, uh, what did I say? Weight. Weight to me is very important. If it's too light, like an MT44, if I went back to an MT44, which I would be totally happy with, right. uh, I'd have to add some weight to it. And I would not be able to run the M12S because for me it's too heavy. Yep. Um, so also make sure it's a well-known brand that's around the track. Like get a Sanwa or Futaba. I'm not a pro spectrum guy. Some are. I'm not. There was a lot of times when there were a couple guys with nomadios. What do you do when a receiver goes bad? You know what I mean? You don't have a friend that helps you. You have to have a ton of spares on your own. And also, there's nobody to help you because who the hell knows Nomadios? Right. And I, I don't even know what you're talking about. I've it, never heard of it. So. It's a weird, weird-looking radio that a couple sure. people had. That Even weirder than a KO? Way weirder. Wow. Yeah. It, That's it, an accomplishment. It's like um, a Spectrum ate a KO and vomited its disgrace. <laughs> Um, but also, you know, also don't go super cheap. Like there's a brand called Fly Sky and it's a great basher radio. Don't get me wrong. But for a while we had to ban them from the track because it had a dirty signal that bounced off other radios and glitched a 2.4 gigahertz system radio. You know what I mean? Sure. And they're also not great either. So yeah, just stay within a budget and stay within a known brand and feel all right, got something in the messenger from Corey. He said, update people on the Moto City situation. All right, what's happening at the Moto Dome, they're talking about removing the building inside the dome. The MNRC is looking for legit ideas to help continue a race there. Anyone have a line on pallet racking for a driver's stand? Um, he, we're Could still... We well, we're still talking to the dome owner, but, you know, I don't know if you know the guy, but it takes a while. 
if um, it's still Dale Cadillac. Yep. He's he's a pretty busy guy. He's a crane operator and a business owner, and he also has a track. So right. Um, it, don't they have uh, grandstands? I don't think they do anymore. I mean, outside we, they do. Could we rent? Could we rent grandstands? What well, does that look I, like? I don't know. I also think um, on the on the um, I think we still have a line on the old loose nuts driver's stand that we used at bat, the last Badlands race in 2018. But I'm not sure. I think Corey's looking for maybe a better solution. And, um, yeah, if anybody has any ideas, bring it to me or another committee member. And also, um, Sean Van Dalen will be race directing a few of the MNRC races this year. That's awesome. He's, he's a brilliant race director. He's the only, well, not the, he's, he's much better than I am at he's keeping good. an he's eye good on, on the computer. Track. He's good on the mic. He's stern. He doesn't let people get yep. away with shit. He's so really I think good. That's cool. Yep. He's really good at keeping an eye on traffic and knowing where everybody is. And he's really good at keep, he's a great race director. So I believe we got him for the dome and FTR. Cause this year what's happening is the track needs to provide the race director because no one wanted to do well we found somebody that wanted to do it but his schedule didn't line up which is you know that that's life so um jake lander and there's a bunch of sub comments under this and I want to help him out. He goes, how do I get faster and more consistent? Nobody's willing to work with me. They just point and laugh. I'm willing to work with you, Jake. But, you know, number one, you got to get your truck, because he's running mini truggy, you got to get it 100% right. One, Well, not one little thing. The technos are a little more forgiving, but, you know, one big thing wrong will screw you up. Your ESC settings, I've been learning this because Kyle Holmberg and Torot and a couple others have been helping me out with ESC settings here and there. Man, it's a big difference in the way your car feels. Totally makes your vehicle feel different. You know, get your stuff diff. I, I can definitely help get your stuff into a good place. But then after that, Dude, you got to practice. You have to be at the track every week. You don't have to race. Go to the 510 on a, like, they're open tonight from 5 to 9. Go practice on a practice night. You don't always have to spend an entire Saturday on a race day. But make sure once a week, get to the track. You know, what do you think, Ryan? Jake can correct me if I'm wrong, but he races about once a month or maybe less, and he does not practice. So take everything that Junior said about setup, throw it in the trash, because I bet if I drove your truck, because I know the Techno Mini Truggy, and even if it's a dot one or a dot two, they're so balanced that even on kit setup from three years ago, it's a drivable race vehicle for him. Dude, the dot so I, the dot one's just fine. All they did with the dot two was basically fix a couple of mistakes that was in the dot one. Yep. And uh, anyway, 
you and Bruce both, you need to drive your cars more. And I'm not going to say like Junior that you need to drive it once a week. That's not feasible for everybody. But if you're going to race once a month, I think you and Bruce should go practice at least twice in that month. And get the, yes, work on the truck a little bit. Get it so it's a decent, balanced setup that you can drive consistently, not just balls out fast. Because Jake likes to pull the trigger. Oh, we all do. (laughs) Yeah. So, Bruce, you need to pull the trigger more. Jake, you need to pull the trigger less. But you both need to drive your cars more. You know that. So I'm telling you something that you already know. But get to the track. Drive it more. And now I'm moving into something that's a little bit more for everybody. Okay. How How to get faster. Number one, laps. Yep. You need those laps. But... The type of laps that you'd run is important, too. Mm-hmm. Here's the things that I do. One, I like to keep it consistent, and that means tire prep and track prep. Right. So every time I go out and practice, if it's not just for fun, because sometimes I just slap my mini truggy down for fun. No sauce. I don't prep the track. Nothing, because there's a bunch of pro fours out there. Everybody's having a good time. That's fine, too. Yep. But to get better, you need consistent laps with consistent tire prep, and then go out and blow the track off before you're going to do your run too. Yeah. Walk through. It takes 45 seconds. Grab the blower, blow the track off. Keep it simple. Focus on clean laps and the speed will come. Sure. But you two, you need to drive your cars more. And I really want you to because you both deserve to get out and have fun. You're hardworking guys. You take great care of your families. And yeah, get out and drive your cars. Uh, I'll tell you a little anecdote about Bruce. But I'd say back in 2017-ish, the last year I had my Truggy, we were in roles reversed. I was racing like once a month, and he was somewhere every week. His um, sister-in-law had a track in her front yard that he was at all the time that was really close to my house that I should have been at all the time, but I just wasn't. And Bruce was legitimately kicking my ass bruce can drive but we're older so we need the like you said we need the laps yep um right rc was wondering thoughts on s works new team driver um god i don't know who the hell that would be well oh they picked up uh spencer heckert i don't even know who that is He's one of those fast guys. He was uh, he's in the Tyler Jones, Seth Van Dalen camp, et cetera, et cetera. He's a okay. up and comer. No, it's a great acquisition in the Ace. I don't I don't know much about the Truggy to be honest, um, but I know the buggies are really good. They've S Works like when Hara went to S Works and destroyed his career. Um, they're a different owner now from back then. So the new owner, more racer focused, all that stuff. So yeah, it's a good move. And then you got Camden and Tim Lime. Awesome. It's a really solid group. I want to say Tim's a dad. Camden's a son. Camden's on his way up too. So S-Works cool. has a solid team. Um, so it didn't, Ryan Cavalieri didn't leave it in flames. No. Um, cause things are looking pretty good for him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
He's got some kick-ass cars to drive, and he seems to be driving them pretty well. Yeah. No, I, so it was weird. So this weekend there was two big nitro races. I don't think he was at either one of them. I think he was at OCRC testing his e-buggy all weekend. Well, like, I mean, SIC is a big race. It's not. It's not DNC. It's not psycho nitro blast well the the thing about fuel nats the thing about it is sic in normal years is bigger for pros than the pnb but because of covid and everything getting canceled and all that crap that's throwing pnb and sic and all them into the limelight and then you're saying it's not top tier it's it's second it's second tier big race sure sure then you had another one this weekend that um, Adam Drake and Nick Watlett were was at that was in California, like a local race to him. And, uh, sure. yeah, he wasn't there either. And also, real quick shout-out to Chase Ehrlich for making the expert A-Main in that race. It was like the A-Main challenge or shootout or something like that. Sure. I, I can't. Well, they used to. They used to have a race, a big race that they sponsored, didn't they? Amen. Yeah. And it was, was it at their headquarters? Yeah. They they had two tracks. I still believe they have one. Okay. Uh, all right. Last question, and then we'll get into news and other things and whatnot. So Shelby Tompkins is wondering. Yeah, because we had a bunch more MNRC questions. Is it happening? What's the info? Schedule's coming soon, guys. Um, Shelby's wondering, he goes, so I've been running spec buggy, and this is a good question, by the way, for a couple of seasons now. I absolutely love it because of the battles it presents. My question is, at what point should I move to stock buggy, or is it fair to stay in spec buggy? Ultimately, I don't want to hose the intermediate drivers not ready to drop into stock buggy, but I also don't want to move prematurely. Do you want to hit this one or should I? Yep, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, Shelby, it's it's not a sportsman class. It's just a spec class. Well, yeah. And I, like, know it, he, I know it's got a little bit of a stigma as a beginner class because it is a slower car. Yeah. That, that motor is fairly slow for a 17.5 and that that always results in better racing right the slower your car is the less exposed your setup issues are and the the closer you can keep a pack together right that that results in awesome racing as long as people drive with etiquette and try not to run each other over and try not to door slam each other so shelby you don't ever have to leave that class if you don't want to no it's fine to stay in spec buggy but what I want is people not to be afraid of stock buggy. Stock buggy is not an expert class. No. Because yeah. if more people drive it, you have lower mains. Right. You can get a B main, a C main. If we're super duper lucky, we can have a D main. And when you get separated in that way after the first round of qualifying, everybody gets to race with somebody that's a little closer in speed to them. And that's so much better than running classes with low entry numbers because the discrepancy in driving, etiquette, skill, lap times, everything is so big when you run small classes that it fucking sucks yep. to drive that way. 
So if you feel like you want to, and he's run stock buggy before and mod buggy mm-hmm. when he was just getting into things and he, you know, was trying to figure out what classes work for him. He was running them classes. You'll be fine in stock buggy, right, dude? You are you an A main driver when all the fast guys show up? No, but neither am I. Yeah. So speaking, and, of- and I don't get bent out of shape about that either. I I do not mind showing up to a race and not being able to drive my way out of a B main, even right. if it's a trophy race and they got nice plaques and you really want to take home some hardware. But the most fun that I ever have is having good clean tight racing yes and you really only get that when you have the numbers right now spec buggy at the 510 has great numbers so don't feel like you need to leave that class just so somebody else can perform better that's on them they need to drive more get better work on their car work on their consistency and then they can have some success in that class too sure sure um yeah, and I was going to say about him moving up prematurely, every move up is going to feel premature, and for a little while it's going to feel like you're constantly drowning. But eventually, you know, you pick But he's not up. a last-place stock buggy driver. No, he's not, by far. So Speaking of battling out in the lower main, so I did sign up for expert stock buggy at the INS race coming up. Oof, duh. Are you spending enough money for that class? Well, you saw my tire pile. Well, that ain't it, though. Are you spending the money on motors and batteries and fucking tire warmers I got and my battery motor. heaters? And... Oh, dude, I'm sponsored by Donathan, the fucking best battery heaters in the game, man. Oh, man, throwing it out there on the podcast, unsolicited. We didn't even get paid for it, folks, but here we are. But it's Shout true. out to Donathan, R- Donathan RC. Zach's a great guy. But any, anyway, so <laughs> I'm sitting there Come thinking. Come sponsor the show again, Zach. Yeah. I'll give you your money's worth. I'm sitting there thinking, God, it would be great to go to this INS and just an expert stock buggy. Make the bottom of the A. Well, with this group of guys. Dude, you're not going to make the bottom of the A. With this group of guys. So basically with this group of guys, Kyle at that Ohio race couldn't make it out of the B main. So now I'm going for hopes of the bottom of the A main to maybe the mid of the C. (laughs) How about you just readjust into you want to go drive well and have fun yeah. and end up where you're supposed to. I want to drive the best of my ability and also have fun. I'm thinking yeah. about... We'll pick, see how that works out for you. I'm thinking about picking up a third class there because there's 33 heats. Yeah, there's and, but and there, now there's you've enough got a time. tire sponsor so you can afford all the tires you need. Yeah. Yeah, no, I got a pile. Um, I still need... If I run stadium. Raise your hand if you think Junior's going to spend more money on tires this year than last year, even though he's got a tire deal. I'm raising my hand, and now I'm raising my other one. So well, there's two yeah. I'm done, so far. I'm done screwing around. I'm t- done being the cheap guy at the track. I'm done trying to get every inch out of my tires. Good for you. Because I know how a good set of tires feels in comparison if to... If I would have thought the Sub-Zero race out better and put down on paper how many times my cars would have been on the track... I would have brought two sets of tires for both of my two-wheel drive vehicles. Yep. Turns out the only thing I really needed it for was uh, I came up short on stock buggy tires, and or I mean mod buggy tires. In my third main, A3, which I needed to win to get the overall win, uh, I had a Positron on my right rear <laughs> and uh, and an Ellipse on my left rear. Oh, man. Because I, com- I was completely out of tires. So it turned good when the ellipse was on the, all the weight was on the ellipse, but really crappy when it was on the positron. 
actually it was perfect because the positron was on the right rear the right side of the car was the one that was the most affected by the track layout okay and my car was mint in gotcha. the main event gotcha so yeah that does it for questions um cool uh i would like if you don't mind that we move on to the on the tone segment that's our word association segment it's pretty quick sounds it's good fast it's coming at you yep i'm gonna throw some words at junior he's gonna give me the quickest reaction that he can to him hopefully we're not gonna you know seize up the hamster wheel <laughs> and this on the tone segment is brought to you by the blooming prairie rc park and we do thank them for continuing to support the podcast yes all right, so I'm going to fire him at you, Joe. you got to say basically the first thing that comes to your mind, uh, th and there's no time limit okay. here. All right, firing him off, number one, etiquette. Something I needed this weekend. <laughs> TQ. Something I should have had in truck but didn't. <laughs> Marshalls. Marshall, how you want to be marshaled? Blowout. Every single race I did at the Sub Zero, I'm feeling a bit of a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> Chassis sponsorship. I get better deals off Nitro Master on eBay, so no. <laughs> Steroids, aka the juice. Too expensive. Sauce. <sighs> a moving. Type deal. Sauce is you got to be flexible with what you use and where you use it. Tire heaters. Becoming a necessary evil. I kind of want them. I I honestly do want them for a two-wheel drive buggy. Yep. To throw the sauce on, throw the tire heaters on, and just bake that shit in there and uh, go yep. out and run on a relatively dry tire that is hopefully consistent for the whole run. And that's why you use it. You don't use it to warm the rubber up you use it to bake the sauce in you that is the on the tone segment brought to you by blooming prairie rc park that's awesome uh coming up next we've done what did we do so far we did the driver's meeting that's the yep. new racers segment we did on the tone just now hey let's move to this little segment that i call racers minute yep. and that's where we get to do shout outs do you have shout outs prepared <sighs> i have a heavy shout out prepared and this one let let's can i can i do the lighter one yeah first? do the lighter ones all right uh shout out first to connor aylers and his wife mariah thank you for the hospitality this weekend yes. connor thanks for not giving up on rc you've been so close so many times and you keep you keep dragging yourself out to the track and we have a blast whenever we're together so i appreciate your friendship i love racing with you love you dude trevor johnson so I was able to pull Trevor Johnson off the couch. He came out and ran my brand new stock two-wheel drive buggy that I just built yeah. this last week. I built it in Ryan's messy RC room, which if you ask Danny Williams, that's probably the worst place on the planet to build an RC car. Trevor yeah. came out, ran it, tuned on it, yep. turned it into a pretty damn good-looking car. I haven't driven it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. So thank you, Trevor Johnson, for coming out and playing with us this weekend. And thank you to Chris Martin. The yes. the 510 is always going to be near and dear to my heart. It's where I started practicing, and it's where I did my second RC race, and most of them since then. I love the 510. 
I love the Sub-Zero Challenge. It's one two-day race per year. I know. One. It's so, one fucking two-day race. So for, for it to be on my schedule, see, the thing is, so. I'm not giving you shit because you no. showed up for one of the days. Well, I paid my entry fee, and yep. that's what he, I hate to be that guy, but that's what he needs most of all. So I came and yep. paid my entry fee. Support the people that support the sport. Yep. But the thing is, so personally, I need a month to put a two-day event on my calendar. Because, you know, with kids and other hobbies and other things, my shit's pretty full. And nobody knew what was going on until the week prior. He put it on Facebook. This is going to be a full weekend race. It's like, oh, man. I knew I was going to go, and I knew I wasn't going to spend the weekend there. Sure. But you know what? If I would have TQ'd at least one class, I probably could have been swayed. <laughs> you know what I mean? You you sandbagging son of a bitch. Yeah. Doesn't show back up Sunday because he's not winning. Everybody, <laughs> let's all together at once. Boo. Um, no, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I would have felt well, the exact same and, way. I Well, let's change that. If I was running well, I would have probably shown up. Right. Yeah, it was it was a it was a trying day for you. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But you did have, you know, little glimmers of hope, little all uh, my How do you say it? Something of brilliance, moments of brilliance. You all, were going fast at times. All of my vehicles are wonderful. Yeah. I'm happy about that. Um hold on one second. I sorry, I'm going to pause this for a quick second. Okay, I'd like to do my shout-out now. This is a hard, hard, heavy one. There's one of Minnesota RC's founders, and he was a hobby shop worker. He is in hospice right now, taking his last breaths. Breaths about to succumb to cancer in my life he was man i don't know i don't know if i would have ever gotten into bmx because he sold senior my first bmx bike the <laughs> pk ripper right on so bill dollgard aka billy dog hair man you'll be missed he was just one of the best guys ever so anyway, um, back from that, you have results. I do. Uh, we're calling it the the Moto Sheets segment. Uh, I had awesome names for all of our segments last week, and I sent two of them to you. So those two remained. Yep. And I can't for the life of me find the piece of paper that I wrote them on, and I didn't send it to anyone. Didn't I went through Facebook messages. Uh, I messages. What about your notes section? To find them. Do you have a notes section on your phone? Right. That's where they should have gone. And that's where some of them are now. And they're going to go after this show. But I, I left it all on a piece of paper and I freaking can't find it. Anyway, <laughs> I'm calling the race results portion of the program Moto Sheets. These are all available for sponsorship. If you're looking to get your yeah. name or a product out there, we can help you with that. And with further no further ado the moto sheets race results is coming to you from the best race of the season for a 10th scale in the region the sub-zero challenge 
Mm-hmm. And we'll just go through all of the AAA main results. In 10th scale Truggy, I was able to win that one in a very close and tight, heated battle with Drew Dawkin and yeah. Kyle Quast took okay. third in that. So awesome. greening Dawkin and Qua- Quaist. Qua- what? Quaist, I believe, even though Quaist? it looks like... That's, um... That doesn't even make sense. I know, it looks like Quast. I call him Quast, but I believe it's Quaist. I'm just going to call him KQ then. Okay. So that was 110 Truggy, 13-5 Wheeler. That was Jordan Cortan, Trent Fulmer, and Kyle Quaist again. Jordan's getting fast, man. I'm liking it. Not getting fast. He's just getting faster. Right. Because he was already fast. 17-5 Spec Buggy, AAA main results. Frank Miller takes the overall. Shelby Tompkins, the two spot. Dale Reek, third. Awesome. Good to see Dale on the podium. Mod two-wheel drive buggy. I won that. Connor Ehlers took second. Trevor Johnson, we got him on on main day to sign up with his stock buggy. I think he might have thrown a few degrees of timing into it, and he raced the mod two-wheel drive main with us so that it wasn't a one-on-one race. Awesome. So he hit a, he hit a podium. That's good. Three out of three. Mod two-wheel drive truck. I TQ'd it. I freaking duffed it. Uh, Connor Ehlers takes the win there he was faster than me lap time wise uh ryan greening myself me takes second and shelby tompkins got third overall in that did he get into the 14s with the trucks uh did i did anybody i think so okay at one point okay. i that takes a lot of work to look at all the laptops. no that's fine i was just curious if it's on the top of your head at all Mod four, I think. I think one of us did between me and Connor. I think okay. we got into like a fourteen seven or fourteen nine, something like cool. that. Cool. My best might have only been fifteen two. I couldn't clear the freaking triple for the life of me, and then I had no speed through that far corner. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, Jordan Cortan takes the win in mod four wheel drive buggy. Matt Paulus second. Dale Reek third. Dale getting another podium. Mm-hmm. And pro four. Stu, everybody's favorite. Yep. Literally everybody's favorite driver at the RC track. Uh, Jesse Stewart takes the win there. Kyle Quaist, second. Rick Provost, third. Right on. Sportsman, Triple A main, Matt Paulus again. This time he's on top. July Reigns and Journey Tompkins. Okay, awesome. Last result of all of this is stock two-wheel drive buggy. Once again, the man of the weekend, Jordan Cortan. Followed by Chris Martin, the guy we can thank for this whole race, mm-hmm. and Jesse Stewart. Cool, cool. And that is your Moto Sheets race result segment. Do you do, wait? Do you have a SIC buggy? We got a couple things. Big shout out to Seth Van Dalen for taking fourth overall in a scale nitro pro buggy. Yep, good job to him. Nope i I planned on watching one of the main events and instead i was on iRacing most of the day today yep so what's the new um what's the new xfinity track this week what oh you don't do xfinity no but i did i have been doing a couple of the gander truck races the gander truck the is trucks. new yep the truck is new and it's way way better than its predecessor which really? is now one of the legacy trucks. Yep. And so it's at Texas Motor Speed the way this week, and cool. it's a ton of fun. I like the mile and a half. It's easier on your safety rating. 
Is Xfinity a C or a B? B. I think it's a B, isn't it? Yep. That's the only yeah, thing. Yeah, so I, I don't have a B. a B in. I don't have a B in oval. I've got a C. That's the only thing so. I have a B in. Um, one thing about SIC, and this needs to be stopped immediately. Jared Tebow's truggy body. Did you oh see my that? God, dude, is that thing stock? Is that the stock techno body? It might be, but if it is. That- because that's totally on par with techno. They have the ugliest bodies. No, on the not planet. only that. Look, the shock tower. It's it's a buggy body with a truck back. It looks like a mix between an El Camino and a Reliant Robin. So is that legal? I mean, it must. Well, I'm not going to say it must be. It's got to be some kind of legal, unless Rorst or Ifmar or somebody steps in right now and puts a stop to this bullshit. It's it's fucking ugly, dude. It, and I'm not a huge fan of the way truggies look. Anyway, I'm I think not it's either. A super awkward looking vehicle. Yes, same That's with the totally mini truggies. From it looks like the most fun thing to drive. They are. I loved track. mine. I loved mine. I just but holy shit, are they ugly? Yeah, it, exactly. You know what? It should be a rule. I mean, I would love the front shock towers to be covered, but. A simple rule that would cover the front shock towers. It must have front wheel wells that line up with the upper or A arms or the C hubs or whatever. You know what I mean? Nope. No, it should have front wheel wells instead of a buggy front. Uh, Dude, that, like everybody's like, oh, the ugly body, blah, blah, blah. I got mad when I saw that. And it's not Jared's (laughs) fault. I guarantee there's a huge advantage. I guarantee it and take it while it's there. But whoever's in charge of making the rules, do something about that now because you're going to murder. I mean, it just looks like a big, ugly buggy that they don't know how to design a rear end on it. Sure. So uh, pro nitro buggy, a main Mayfield converted a TQ. Uh, Spencer Rivkin, Rivkin started second, finished second, and Joe Bornhorst started fifth, finished third. Ah. Seth got fourth, starting from right 11. On. Right on. And if I look at the laps, there was an early ch- lead change between Mayfield and Rivkin. It didn't last long, and Mayfield looks like he just pounded their asses in for the whole race. Yep, and that's when Mayfield's on like that, man. That's what he does. He just... That's impressive because, you know, he he usually crashes. Do you know something about Mayfield that a lot of pros aren't like Mayfield is? He generally just likes RC. He's got Traxxas Basher vehicles. He's got a no-prep drag car. He he doesn't go home and be like, ugh, four more days till I have to go again. He goes home and he bashes, and he has fun with it. Good for him. Yeah, for sure. And I think that kind of gives him a little bit of longevity. And, you know, people look at things like bashing, like uh, it's a useless waste of time. You can really learn how to contort and control a vehicle when you're bashing. Sure. Uh, I think I'm going to go back and watch the Truggy A-Main because looking at the laps, uh, at the halfway point, Mayfield and Tebow looks like they started dicing and changing the lead back and forth. Yep. So Tebow started in the two slot, finished first. Ryan started one, finished two. Bornhorse started four and finished three. Mm. Yeah, I think Seth was like 10th or 11th okay. in that one. And then where's Pro E-Buggy Double A main? 
Mayfield wins that with uh, a 2-1. So nice. they were him and Rivkin were battling hard in that one too. Uh, Rivkin goes 1-2 for second. Jared Wiggins yes. goes 3-11. Oh, I wonder if they only in Ifmar, isn't it combined? It's it laps, should be combined. No, laps and overall time. I wonder what they did because it should just be points. See, that's a problem with this. What a, a fucking three and an eleven? Oh, okay. If you look at everybody else, yeah. the results are just god awful all over the place. I got you. But it it doesn't make sense because Jared got a five for five. Yeah, that, so that'd give him. Yeah, a 10. it doesn't. Nah, there's like a. Yeah, if you look at Jared, he got a three and an eleven, and it says Ifmar tiebreaker, but to me it looks like. It's just the fastest run with the tiebreaker. It's the fastest run. Okay, well, that could be too. That's a problem with running double A's, and we've had this in the MNRC too. There's There's so many ways to do it. There's no clear way. What all of them are. And guess what? That changes with the wind when a tiebreaker doesn't go in somebody's favor. The only one that I personally am a fan of, and this led to uh, me and Danny Williams having facebook arguments before we ever even met because yeah. i didn't even know who i was talking to yep um is the first mnrc race i went to he everybody thought that it was being scored with motocross style scoring but something changed in your guys's computer yeah over the over the change of the season and it wasn't scored that way so in my mind i was working out what the results should have been and that's not how they appeared because they were truly it wasn't ifmar tiebreaker it was ifmar scoring okay so yeah. it was laps it was overall time and laps i gotcha and I gotcha. so bradley olson ended up finishing ahead of tony aylers and me and tony because we had nothing better in our lives going on we're racking our brains about how the hell that actually happened and i ended up losing my cool yeah on danny and i'm sure you know, I don't know Danny that well, but I know that he doesn't he doesn't take that kind of shit from people. No. And so we got off on the wrong foot. And thankfully now we're on the right foot. Because I, I don't see him much, but I, I enjoy interacting with him online and stuff. So Yeah. Yeah, Danny's I, awesome. I, I'm sorry what I do to you, know, you, Danny, and your OCD, but it's I I should stop because you, it's like knowing it's like knowing somebody's ticklish and tickling them, which uh, is bullshit. I I so. should send him the picture of the tire picture I sent you, and if you look around <laughs> where the tires are, just the big fucking mess it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, that's one. I wish, I wish you would have taken last year's injury as a omen. To you know, play around in your practice track, but come RC racing. Well, you can do both. Connor does both. Yeah, that's true. It, it but he's got a lot on his plate. He's busy. But the thing, does he own his own business or does no, he work for somebody? He's like uh, one of the top carpenters wherever he's at. Sure. But the um, thing is, so, I know he does well, and he's he's busy um, with his professional stuff, and he's busy taking care of his property and riding and all that like having your own track holy balls yeah is a lot of work and he i think he genuinely enjoys putting the work into it otherwise he wouldn't spend all the time making it as nice as it is right so um that's that's why we don't see him and rc is kind of a pain in the ass and the racers are a pain in the ass and 
but he's, when, he he's had enough of it for a little while. When Danny gets injured, he gets injured way worse than anybody. He got into RC racing because he broke his femur. Okay, was that on the sled or on a bike? On a bike. Okay. He he's like you. So with the sled, he's the way you were with stadium truck. Until he got that property, he's like, I'll never own a snowmobile. What a waste of time. What a waste of money. What a pile of garbage. I don't want to be one of those guys. Gets a piece of property and then goes one weekend racing with Tony Slent, and he's like, I want a snowmobile. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if he's been injured on that, but um, I know he's broken his collarbone, I want to say, twice on his bike. Sure. But that's the thing. He gets injured big, and he, you, when you work with your hands, you can't be getting injured like that. Yeah, it's tough. It's it's a it's a daily struggle for me with with the bicycle thing. And then I'm I'm looking at getting back into motocross racing too. So it's it's I don't know if it's something I'm gonna just have to make peace with because I'm uh, I'm not truly happy without having a dirt bike in my life. Yeah. So. We'll see. No, I get it. I mean, like, I'm not complete without jiu-jitsu, and that consumes a lot of time that could be used for RC. I get it. you got to have other things. For sure. Um, so I got a bit of news, and that's about it. What about you? Cool. Well, I'm not going to use my sign-off line yet, so hit uh, me with it. All right, we got a little bit more of Silly Season that just finished up. Um, Goddamn Jabber's bugging me. Um, Peanut, a.k.a. Travis Amescula, is coming out of retirement and going on to Schumacher. But bigger than that, Brock Champlin moves to Schumacher and for his A-scale program, Agama. And it looks like for his electronics and nitro motors, he's going to reds. Huh. But the... Time to cash in on your name, I guess. Well, the Schumacher thing makes sense for carpet racing for sure. They do it make... It does only if... Um, is the world's, is the next world's going to be carpet? I don't know. I don't know. That's a I good mean, question. Why the fuck would you run Schumacher if you're going to... Because he's been competing in a lot of clay stuff. Yeah, but Recently. really, he's a carpet racer. You know, he, he is. He's a talented, great racer, but his bread and butter is on the carpet. It and, is, but he's top tier now and on clay. I heard him on the Extra Lap RC podcast, and I really wish that his social media present presence, like how he is. How he was on the podcast was so much better than how he is on social media. You know what I mean? He, no, I don't. So you're going to have to explain uh, that. He was just a great guy with great, well-thought-out explanations on that. And then, like, his long post on social media seemed a bit rambling and the type of thing to burn bridges. You know what I mean? Sure. But also, he's 18. Yep. You know? I mean... I was not the smartest man in the world when I was 18. I'm not the smartest man in the world now, but I'm a whole hell of a lot smarter now. Right. Well, there's a there's an epidemic going on of boring Facebook posts in yeah. general from RC drivers. Can we fucking? Because you know, I used to I used to help 
with Fox's sponsorship. Right. So I had I had I told the people what they needed to do and this and that to to represent Fox. Who the fuck is telling these guys <laughs> to run to to type up a run on paragraph that is so goddamn long and boring that I made this change and that change and this is how qualifying went and it's like oh my god I fall asleep before the end of it because what am I going to do? Am I sitting there with a notepad going, oh, okay, all right. So, uh, yep, he, he made a ball stud height change there for the third round. That's what I'm going to do next. No! Some people are, though, Ryan. No. Yeah. Some. Some. So you're you're going to bend the knee to, like, the 1% well, you know who of that's... the people that want that? Or do you want to put out content that people actually want to look at and read? You know what would be cool? Do a, do a vlog. Yeah. You know? Walk around with your cell phone that's attached to you because, you know, even at 38, mine's freaking attached to me. So these mm-hmm. kids walk around, talk to people, take cool pictures, uh, just make it interesting. No, you guys I are agree. so boring. And maybe find a pair of pants that isn't fucking maroon yeah. or whatever. Yeah. No, Spencer, Spencer's getting good at that. Um, The maroon pants is just rc fashion so back in like that's a that is a fucking oxymoron if i've ever heard one well like back in rc fashion back in the day when kendall was winning all the time it was um flannel shorts or whatever you know that is so much better than the last six straight years it's been who's fucking wearing salmon or yeah yeah. god no, but I agree with you, and Spencer Rivkin's doing a better job. And I think Brock going on the Extra Lap RC podcast and really talking instead of one of those really long, drawn-out deals, I think that really helped him out because he is really a good kid. You know what I mean? Sure. And it doesn't come through on his social media. All, so. Yeah, it doesn't come through that well on his social media, but he's an awesome dude. So that's the thing. I agree, you know. People need to... But what's funny is people do take what... Like, I hear it in the pit saying, when the track does this, you got to do this, that, and the other. But if any average guy puts in a pro driver's setup, they won't be able to drive it. Are you that fucking stuff, kidding? That stuff is literally in almost every owner's manual since the beginning of RC car racing though. That that information is out there. People just have to actually look for it. Yeah, it is. It if is. I I don't need to talk to a team driver to get that stuff. I'm just too fucking lazy. Right. But right. you know what I don't need? I don't need it all explained to me in a social media post about your results over the weekend. Yeah. Tell me how you did. Tell me what was fun. I don't know. I want to hear Dakota's thought. Entertain me. I want to hear Dakota's legitimate thoughts on what happened with him and Rivkin. Sure. Everybody wants to hear that. Not just me. Everybody. So somebody, one of you guys that's, you know, either an up-and-comer or a current big guy, whatever, start doing a vlog. Yeah. and, And do a good job at it. Make it fun. But now here's the question. I know with some teams there's not a lot of freedom, and I know TLR is one of those teams you don't have a lot of freedom. So I wonder if Dakota goes, yeah, he pissed me off. I wonder if TLR would be like, oh, you can't do that type thing. Because they're Horizon, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, well, I would be in their number one driver with a lot of clout. I would just buck the system. I think I would too, because you know what, Cav is not going to surpass them. Right. Um. Let's see one more um, silly season. Oh, he's going to beat him at races, though. Ryan, no, Ryan's not going to beat Dakota yeah. unless yeah, he is Dakota breaks out. All I was going to say unless Dakota breaks. Unless that's Dakota, every other race for him. That's true. Um, tie two hot race. Tie Testman two hot race and FX Motors. The hot one's race, like cool. The other one's like, what the hell are you doing? The hot race thing. Well, the hot race actually works well. It's just another. They've been trying to break into the American market, and they've had Cole Ogden for a while. But it's still like got. So let's say I wasn't sponsored by J Concepts, and I have the three big ones, big brands in my tire box, and now I have to add Hot Race. No. I don't think so. Excuse me. So it's like something would have to go in for hot race. And, you know, I trust a J concept tire or a pro line or an AKA well over a hot race tire. But you know what? The Hens family showed me I shouldn't be so closed minded. I tried a sweep tire a couple of years ago and really liked it. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, Rawspeed is killing it in the 110 market. Yeah, they so. are. They are. Um, let's see. A couple more things. Um, round one of RCGP was canceled. I don't know why. They blame, they blame COVID, but really, I don't know why. That shit, it, it was going to be in Texas. I think it would have been a problem for foreign drivers going home. Getting here wouldn't have been a big deal. But going home might have been an ordeal. Sure. Um, Motorhead Madness, uh, where the Minnesota State Championship for on-road was um, held, is no longer. So, bummer. Yeah, it is a bummer. And that was a blast. I know <laughs> COVID hit two of the um, car show organizers. They were an older group. And that was just it. Um, Toy Box this summer is going to be doing Oval on Wednesday nights. So, so right that, that'll be something fun and something to look forward to, especially because Team Associated came out with that new Ready to Run Street Stock. That would be a yep. fun, that right there would be a fun class. It would if everybody left it alone. Okay, so. But they won't. My thing is, leave the tires open. Open tires but leave the ESC, kind of have spec slash rules, but with open tires. And it would work well, I think. Because you're not going to police tires, especially on that track. Still nobody's going to adhere to that. They're going to change the springs. They're going to change the shocks. Yeah, it's true. They're, they're going to do little things that they shouldn't be doing. <clears throat> but so, okay. for you and your buddies, I had... It's the whole, it's that thing we keep revisiting. Like if I had four or five dudes around here that I was buddies with, yeah, I would throw two cones out and get those cars. All right. A couple more things and I have to go lift heavy things. Yep. Um, Mayako ended their contest, but still haven't announced a winner or announced what the hell they are. So every day they don't announce what they are. 
is one day closer to me fighting the owners of Mayako in a fist fight. Not really. But you know what I mean. It's like, dude, okay, I get what you're trying to do. That shit's over. Announce the winner of the contest along with what you are. Sure. Um, hopefully there's something good for the RC community. But, and again, that's yet to be seen. Um, one more quick thing. Ryan finally got me to get off my ass and make an Instagram page for Ran Out of Talent. So yeah. that's going to be, it looks like it's going to be a little different um, than the Facebook page. Uh, Ryan posted a pretty accurate meme on it right away. <laughs> Actually, I after the weekend, I forgot to do this. I was going to change it up so that it was basically you giving it to yourself right yep and so it, it is your too. name as both lions it is too i mean uh, i screwed myself so yeah check us out on instagram i believe it's just ran out of talent and then are you gonna start um uploading the audio to youtube uh mm, i want you to i'm going i gotta figure out how to do it sure it can't be that hard. Uh, it's not, because that's how this podcast used to be, Ryan, when Greg Gurton. Oh, okay. So when it was me and Greg Gurton, what we did was, so Greg was too cheap. Like, we needed, some, we needed the setup I have now. And I'm like, I'll put the money in. He's like, no, no, don't do that. So there's like one compressor mic in the middle of the room. And because the RSS feed was $14 a month, we posted to YouTube only. Sure. Yeah, no, please don't go back. and See, that's why I'm kind of afraid of that people go back and listen to those. If I post them on YouTube, they'll accidentally stumble upon one from, like, 2012. <laughs> well, th- then they'll be able to see, you know, how far we haven't actually come. So. Oh, no. We, you know, Beth was talking about that, and we are talking about, like, how long I've been podcasting and how bad I was then, but I'm tolerable, she says now. <laughs> <laughs> that is a compliment from the wife if if you could ever get one well i mean she listens to me talk all day every day anyway and then she listens to me on the podcast yeah i'd say she it. listens to the podcast well to, she switches off like la- uh yesterday she listened to cauliflower ear my mma slash current events podcast sure she's yeah she had she has ideas for that one that include me i'll get in that whenever (laughs) anyway (laughs) so yeah that should be it for today unless you got anything else no joe i've uh i've run out of content yeah i've ran out of talent we'll talk to you guys later bye